What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. The Ravens Preview Show with Andy Poland starts right now. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty. But it was the Ravens. Listen to all Ravens broadcasts right here on 6.30 a.m., the ESPN 6.30 app or ESPN630DC.com. And with 1.17 left to play, the haze in the barn. Now, here's Andy Pollan. The Ravens and the Los Angeles Rams at M&T Bank Stadium on Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff. Our coverage gets underway here on ESPN 6.30 at 12.30. Ravens playing very well. They've won six of their last seven. They are nine and three, tied for the best record in the AFC. Things are going along just swimmingly until we got some news yesterday. Tony Lombardi of the Russell Street Report is with us. He's been with us before, uh, chronicles the Ravens every week at his site, Russell Street Report. And I think uh, those are the most frightening words that any Raven fan can hear, Tony. Lamar Jackson missed practice yesterday. What do we know? Well, I was told by a guy who was is on the beat, and, and thanks for having me, Andy. The that uh, Lamar sounded at the podium on Wednesday as if he had some sort of chest cold, upper respiratory thing going on. So I think him sitting out is somewhat precautionary, but I guess time will tell because we've seen Lamar in the past. He's he's been struck with COVID twice, mm-hmm. and th- those words are always frightening to any locker room in the NFL. But I think you'll see him back out there on the practice field today. Okay, and I, and I, you know, this illnesses this time of year pretty common. You know, players miss time to time, and missing a Thursday practice a lot less serious than uh, missing the Saturday walkthrough. So by the time we get to Sunday, uh, he should be okay. That's some good news. I, I want to get into the game, but I, I was thinking about this, and you have been watching the Ravens forever, so you can, and certainly the the whole run of of John Harbaugh as the coach. And with all the swirl that's been going on around Jim Harbaugh, I think we have taken John Harbaugh for granted. He's now in his 16th year. I mean, that that puts you like in Belichick and Shula territory. Do you think he gets the credit for being the coach that he has been for all these years with the Ravens that that he deserves? It's a great question because there's a lot of people locally that even will say that you know, John rode the coattails of a team that was built before him, you know, through the playoffs. But he was in the playoffs the first five years. And, and I think the Ravens have developed this culture. And I think he's the author of that culture. I, I think the way he embraces players, the vibe in that locker room, the family-type atmosphere that he cultivates, I, I think that's his biggest asset, in, in my opinion. He's just a guy that makes it inviting to want to play for the Baltimore Ravens. And even during those years where they didn't have anything to play for but pride, they played hard for him. So that's where I I think he shines. Where he gets criticized is in some of his game day decisions where analytics sometimes outweigh common sense in some situations. And I think that that's where his critics come into play. But for the most part, the guy's been there for 16 years. He's on pace, Andy, for – being in the Hall of Fame. If he wins another Super Bowl, he's probably going to go into the Hall of Fame because guys with lesser accomplishments 
like Bill Cowher are already in there. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, and, and both those guys you mentioned uh, benefit from stable organizations for sure. But uh, I've been watching a lot more of Jim Harbaugh recently than I have in recent years because of all the controversy. And and my thought is is Kane and Abel. They're obviously both great coaches, and once coached against each other in the Super Bowl. But the style of one, right, it seems completely different than the other, doesn't it? It is really different. But when you listen to them speak, you hear very similar, you know, messages. Yeah. And I think the root of those messages is a guy that they both look up to immensely. That's their dad, Jack Harbaugh. Yeah, oh, and I met Jack Harbaugh, the late Jack Harbaugh, uh, and and they both have that. Although, does John use that all the time? Now, who has it better than us? Is that is that one? Of, I know Jim uses it. Is that one of his his sayings too as well? Yes, Jim used it first, I believe, when he was with the 49ers, and then John picked up on it. So it's kind of corny, but it works. No, no question. And 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 the way he's been stable, and I remember. This time last year, when there were all these questions that he couldn't answer about Lamar Jackson, he handled it, you know, pretty well. And and given the circumstances he was dealing with, I think did about as well as he could with this team. Now he's in a, a position that that he hasn't been in in a, in a long time. I mean, his teams have been basically defensive based, and maybe this one is as well. But if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, this offense is, although they didn't play great in their game uh, in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago, but the offense is in better shape than it's been maybe since 2019. Is that fair to say? I think it's fair to say. I think they're multiple, too. They're, they're more diverse than they were in 2019. When Lamar Jackson took over and was the unanimous MVP, he put a brand of football on the field that the NFL wasn't used to, hadn't seen it. So now that they've seen it, they've adjusted to it, that Greg Roman style of offense, and now Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator, is in play. They're trying to become more diverse. I think they're on their way. They're not quite there yet, and I think they've got the talent. They've got the guys that run the ball, even though Mark Andrews is out. Isaiah Likely is a nice tight end to have as a backup, and they've got better receivers than they've had maybe in the history of the Ravens right now, but they haven't been able to get the ball outside. They haven't been able to get the ball down the field, Mm -hmm. and I think part of that problem is the offensive line because Ronnie Stanley is just a shadow of the player he used to be. Yeah, he's he's been in and out for years now. It seems like with uh, with various injuries, uh, unable to stay healthy, and probably I guess caught up with him. The uh, weather for Sunday is supposed to be rainy and windy, which would seem to play into the Ravens' hands of, of being able to run the ball probably better than the than the Rams in a, in a big way. Yeah, the way that weather's looking right now, Andy, it's like they're calling for winds, average winds of like 19 miles per hour with gusts in the 30s, rain throughout. Uh, I have a feeling they might have some missed field goals, missed extra points. Mm -hmm. But you're right, running the football is going to be key. The Ravens do it better than anybody in the NFL right now, so that might play into their hands. But I do look for a close game. Yeah, well, anytime you have weather like that, you're, you're probably going to have that because you won't you know, open it up with the passing game. But the Ravens, right. everything pointed in their favor. This is a, a 1 o'clock game on the East Coast, meaning it's 10 o'clock in the morning for the Rams. Uh, they've had the bye, the time off. And I, was it John Harbaugh is 12-3 and three off the bye. Is that, that the record? I think that is right. And he's got a, a great record against NFC teams. Right. Lamar has a great all – the, all the stats point in favor of the Ravens. And the line keeps climbing. I think right now it's at seven and a half. 
But, you know, like you said, that weather could be an equalizer and, make, and keep things close. Yeah. And, and as we look at, at you know, way things are stacking up, uh, Lamar talked about this the other day, about the opportunity that they have. Now, I was just at the debacle that took place at FedEx Field last Sunday, and uh, it's hard to tell because the opponent is so weak. But, but the Dolphins look really good right now. Their offense is, is, is unbelievable. But they're in there. Uh, the Chiefs are obviously in there. And maybe the Bills get back in it. But it looks like, looks like this is a year that the field is really short, don't you think? I think it's short, and I don't think it's that good. I don't think any of these teams are dominant. Right now, the flavor of the week is the 49ers. And, you know, they look dominant against the Eagles team, went into Philadelphia as three-point favorites against a 10-1 team and skull-dragged them. So, you know, it's like whatever team is going to get hot at the right time seems to be the one that's going to win the Super Bowl. But that could be anybody. Yeah, and and the health of the team, you know, you talk about Stanley and a few others, but the Ravens have stayed relatively healthy, haven't they? They have. More so this year than in the past. They've changed some of the way they've, they've handled their strength and conditioning, and, and so far it's paid dividends. Yeah, and they look they look like they are both on both sides of the ball uh, as strong as they've been in a long time. And, and I don't know if this, you can read too much into it, but uh, in 2019 – Lamar had himself a day against the Rams. Uh, better weather uh, and, and so forth. But, uh, you know, is, is this a – I know the teams change over four years, but as you look at the, the matchup of the offense of the Ravens versus the defense of the Rams, this looks like a, a great matchup for him. Well, it, it can play out that way, but, but coming back to the weather, I think that that slows yeah. things down. But you're right, he had a terrific game that game. I thought, I remember going into that game that the Ravens were going to have trouble going out to the West Coast and taking on a, a really strong Rams team, and they just dominated them in that, well, I think it was a Monday night game, yeah. just dominated them. And, and so I, I don't know that the same is at play, but I think one of the reasons why Lamar is so successful against NFC teams is that the NFC teams don't see him enough. The teams that he struggles the most with are those in the AFC North that have seen him a number of times and know how to play against him. All right, last thing, the line, as you say, seven and a half. Uh, with the weather, maybe there's not enough points that, that you cover. So what kind of score do you think you're looking at uh, on Sunday? I think it's going to go under the total. I think the total right now is around 39 and a half or 40. I think they're under and I think that the Rams will cover but lose the game. I've got the Ravens winning 19 to 13. Yeah, and that's uh, you know, that's almost the kind of game we had last night with uh what was the over under was was 30, I think in that game. So, yeah, I think this is definitely an under kind of a game. Tony Lombardi of the Russell Street Report, tell everybody how you can access that. You can find us at russellstreetreport.com and also on Twitter at Russell ST Report. Always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming on, Tony. My pleasure, Andy. Thanks for having me. That's Tony Lombardi, Russell Street Report. Ravens and the Rams on Sunday at M&T Bank Stadium. As uh, we say, the Ravens are favored by 7.5 points and would be sitting in a really good spot if they were to win this game because you have Miami slightly ahead of them with a better conference record at 9-3. and three. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, we know that, uh, that they've got health issues, and uh, is that going to be a problem the rest of the way, is Trevor Lawrence going to be healthy enough to take this team into the playoffs? And then you have Kansas City, which you always have to consider to be a, a part of the mix. Denver is surging, but are they going to be good enough to get there? So you're really, you know, assuming that Trevor Lawrence is not going to be 100% for the rest of the year, that kind of an injury is going to linger. You're probably looking at Miami and Kansas City 
Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City. One of those teams is likely to come out of the AFC, and the Ravens can stay there if if they can continue the health for Lamar Jackson, which has been an issue in the last two years. He's missed the ends of seasons in 2021 and 2022, and now he is healthy, uh, apparently healthy, although uh, could be some kind of a respiratory uh, illness that he mispracticed with yesterday. We'll find out more today. Coming up, you'll hear from Lamar Jackson, plus John Harbaugh about facing the Rams and – also, Sean McVay about facing the Ravens. Stay with us. It's Ravens Preview, ESPN 630. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen. This is the Ravens Preview Show presented by Verizon. Here's Andy Polin. This will be the eighth meeting between the Rams and the Ravens. The Ravens lead the all-time series 5-3. to three. Uh, The last meeting between the two teams was won by the Rams, 20-19, Week 17, 2021 season. Tyler Huntley, 20 of 32 for 197 yards and an interception. He was also sacked five times. Uh, we'll get to what happened when Lamar Jackson last played against the Rams, and it was a totally uh, different story. Lamar uh, presumably will be ready to play, as we just talked to Tony Lombardi of the Russell Street Report. Uh, he missed practice yesterday. They believe it's some type of uh, an illness. He is expected back today and is expected to be ready to go on Sunday at the 1 o'clock kickoff. And uh, as we talk about where the Ravens are right now at 9-3, and three, tied with the Dolphins for the best record in the AFC at 9-3, and three, and also maybe they have competition for the Chiefs, maybe the Bills get back in it, but there aren't that many teams that are in it this year in what seems to be a down year, particularly for the AFC. And uh, Jackson talked on Wednesday about the opportunity that this team is now facing. I believe, you know, some older guys, you know, who here who been in the league a long time, is feeling the same way. Um, I'm pretty much one of the young, younger veteran guys, and I just see it, you know, just from being in the league. You know, we had a 2019, just fell short, you know. But, but right now, you know, I'm preaching it. Like I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but it's like we got to take advantage of what we have, you know, because we might not see it again for a few years. Or probably we might, we might. I ain't gonna say that. We might, but you know, we never know. Yeah, he caught himself. <laughs> the Rams, who were who were out of it uh, for a while, are back in it with Matthew Stafford uh, back playing well. And this team is six and six. They may have a shot at a wild card in the in the NFC outside shot. And uh, they do it with a lot of big plays with Stafford. Now he doesn't have Odell Beckham anymore. Odell Beckham is going to be on the other side of the field. We'll get to him in a moment. But uh, Harbaugh looking at the big play potential for the Rams, knowing that that's something they got to take care of. Right, that's a big challenge. I mean, it's it's number one priority. Uh, you have to keep these guys from from the chunk pass plays. It's uh, 
whether it's play action, drop back pass. I mean, their, their drop back pass rate right now is one among the highest in the league, if not the highest in terms of pretty much every situation. Got a quarterback that knows how to do it, knows how to handle protection, but uh, but also the boots, you know, the change, the misdirection passes with the run game. So kind of all ties together in their system. Matt Stafford knows how to do it, you know, as well as anybody as far as running that system. Uh, great play caller. So uh, all those things come into play. Now, uh, there is forecast of wind and rain, heavy winds uh, and the rain that they're going to face on Sunday. And uh, this would seem to play into the hands of the Ravens, who run the ball about as well as any team in the league, especially with Lamar Jackson, if healthy, can run the ball. And uh, and Harbaugh looking at the run game that he needs to put together on Sunday. December football. You know, December football, January football, the run game's important. Stopping the run's massive. Stopping the run against this team is critically important. Running the ball against this defense is very important. I mean, it's, it's only going gonna to be that way. We're going to be saying that every week all the way through December here. So, big part of it. Yeah, and uh, the last time that Lamar Jackson played against the Rams, that was uh, the uh, 25th of November, 2019. They played at Los Angeles. The Ravens won 45-6. to They had 480 yards of offense, 285 yards rushing, but Lamar threw five touchdown passes on only 20 attempts for 169 yards, but he also ran the ball eight times, for 95 yards. He chewed up Sean McVay's team, which uh, brought back, well, not pleasant memories. He was awesome. Oh, man. That was, uh, he's a great player. He's been a great player, um, explosive playmaker. He's doing a lot of really good things this year, Gary. That was uh, not a fond memory for for the Rams um, in 2019, but he did his thing. You know, when you look at it, I mean, it was it was like clockwork, and uh, you know, it was his MVP year. But he's consistently played great throughout the course of his career. Um, they're they're a great team. They're as complete a team as there is in this league. Um, and when you've got the right guy at the switch, which they certainly do, um, they make you you know they, they, it's that much more difficult to uh, try to come away with the result that you're hunting up. But it's what you love about the NFL: great challenge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to play for a guy like that. Very, very upbeat. Um, the Odell Beckham story is is interesting. Um, you know, he, he played with the Rams, came to them late in the season when they went on to win the Super Bowl, made the winning touchdown catch, and then tore his ACL in that game. So sat out all of the 2022 season. He's coming back, shopping around for a team to, to play with, and he goes to the Baltimore Ravens, which so far has looked like a great decision. Had some injury problems late in the year, but he's coming around when they need him during this playoff stretch. And he's still got connections with the Rams. He said he spent the week texting back and forth with Matt Stafford. Eh, it wouldn't happen in the old days. Well, they didn't have texting in the old days, but the fraternization, even with ex-teammates, didn't happen that way. But when he looks across the field and he sees the blue and gold, he's got some real fond memories. It's a special bond that I have with those guys over there, Coop, Stafford. Um, you know, I still could hit a little group chat and, you know, talk some trash to him this week and just uh, – it's just all love and respect. You know, McVay has been – he kind of was the person who – or the whole situation and organization kind of brought me back to loving and having joy for, for football and, and understanding true professionalism and being prepared and – um, it was just a great experience for me alongside of, you know, winning the Super Bowl. But uh, just overall, it, it was one of the best things that's happened in my life. Certainly in football. Sean McVay, uh, mutual admiration and respect for Odell. 
Yeah, I keep in touch. You know, I love Odell. I mean, he he sure means a lot to me. It was a blessing to be able to coach him. And, um, you know, he's he's as fun a guy as there is. Um, he's so talented. He works hard. He's a great teammate. I mean, I the ways that he elevated our program um, and what he meant to our team. And then, you know, just, you know, because you appreciate the person so much, I always root for him except for this week. You know, I, a lot of good memories, a lot of good memories that he made some huge plays when we went back here um, in 2021 on a fourth down catch. And, and then obviously, being able to make uh, the game-winning touchdown, but uh, he's on the bad guys this week, so we'll root for him after that. All right, so 16 years for Harbaugh in Baltimore. This uh, He has now clinched his 12th winning season, and the 9-3 and record is their best start since 2019 when they finished 14-2. and uh, Could they get to 10-3? and Well, they're 7.5-point favorites in this game. The line, as we talked about with Tony Lombardi, 39 and a half. I think it's going to be under that because because of the elements. They're talking about the rain and the wind. But it would seem to favor the Ravens and what they do. Uh, Gus Edwards, the big bell cow for the offense now, uh, he's got to carry the ball. And uh, what they do on the ground is, is really going to be key to what happens in this game. But, you know, Sean McVay, you, you give him a nod there for what he's been able to do for the Rams. You know, all the, all the trades that they made – to go for it when they won the Super Bowl, you would think it would come back to to catch up with them. And it has to some extent. They're not the dominant team they used to be, but they still have Aaron Donald, who may be the best defensive lineman ever, certainly. Uh, this certainly the best of the game now. And they also have Puka Nakua, uh, who is going to be a very dangerous threat. He's he's a guy who's had uh, he's had a really terrific year, a guy that you don't really think of that much, but he has he's been able to help them. And and right now the Ravens are looking to uh, not only uh, cement the playoff position, but but you're looking at home field. And whatever happens with the Dolphins the rest of the way, uh, we'll have to see. But they are they are right now playing as well defensively probably as any team in the league. Um, and the feeling coming out of that game where they won at Los Angeles against the Chargers on Sunday night, you know, coming off the bye and, and Harbaugh's record off the bye is twelve and three, kind of you know coming off the Andy Reid tree where. Reed with the extra preparation always has his team ready to play. You like the position that they're in, having plenty of rest. But that game that they played, even though they gave up, I think, 10 points uh, against against the Chargers, the feeling was that was the best defensive effort of the year. And this team has really – it's always been a great defensive team. But as the rest of the league has gotten away from linebacker-dominated play, you know, the, the, some teams like, like the Commanders, well, they're not a great example of a good team, but, but they only really play two linebackers. And the Ravens have always been a linebacker-based defense, and the trade that they made for Roquan Smith at the deadline last year has really paid dividends. And they are one of the best defensive teams, if not the best defensive team in the league. And as you heard McVeigh say there, you know, both sides of the ball, they may be the best balanced both sides. And, you know, what what happens the rest of the way is is going to be interesting to see how they handle Lamar Jackson, because the one thing that would trip up this team is if he's not healthy. And last year and the year before, that was the big difference. Even though they made the playoffs last year, they barely got in and really were no match to to go anywhere because they didn't have Lamar Jackson. And uh, if he stays upright and healthy and you get the production from Odell, that's another one that has to stay healthy. But uh, a defense that's going to probably keep them in every game and a game that they, uh, if they win on Sunday, puts them in a really good spot at 10-3, uh, at and three, trying to hold on to the number two spot in the AFC with the Miami Dolphins, who were incredibly explosive last week. So, again, it's a 1 o'clock kickoff 
at M&T Bank Stadium, Ravens and the Rams. Uh, last meeting was 2021, and the last time they met with Lamar Jackson, it was a blowout. And I don't think it's going to be a blowout this time, but I think the Ravens will win a close game, and I would definitely go under the under of 39.5 for this game. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. It was challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. And if it wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like it was. Hey, it was fine because I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.